We've seen a bit of effort over the opening couple of weeks of the season. Two draws, a win and a defeat. But one thing is for sure, there's going to be plenty to talk about after a busy seven days. And we'll be covering everything Albion on today's Baggies broadcast. Brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man. My name is Johnny Jury. And as ever, I'm joined by my mate and Baggies correspondent, Lewis Cox. Now, Lewis, you had three games in the role now. A win, a draw and a loss. Not a bad start. How are things going, mate? Morning, Johnny. Um... Good to see you, mate. Very kind of you, my mate. That's nice, nice little <laughs> personal touch. Um, more than more than colleagues. Uh, no, nah, it's uh, yeah, it's been a good fortnight, uh, a good week specifically, because as you say, I've you know had the chance to cover games. Obviously, what was that Monday to Sunday, three in a week. Um, mixed fortunes, I think we can say. Uh, yeah, I've I really enjoyed seeing the team. Enjoyed the first away day, obviously yesterday at Blackburn with, with Albion. You know, great to see the travelling fans. Brilliant colour, brilliant noise. Obviously not the not the result anyone wanted, but yeah, I, you know, we'll obviously get onto them in detail. But I think that yeah, I was so impressed with how they performed against Watford. Um, you know, I think that performance level, given the opposition, was was superb, wasn't it? And um, and nice to see them progress in the cup. I mean. I don't think the manager would have would have minded a cup exit given the schedule, but you know, a win's a win, isn't it? And a, you know, a second string side beat, you know, a strong Sheffield United side, so that's surely got to bode well for the champ. Um, it's been good, sort of just slowly getting my feet under the table, you know, corresponding with fans. You know, obviously, so much has happened, hasn't it? The DK stuff, you know, sort of been a, a been a real, busy start. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been a real obviously hammer blow that we'll get into, and obviously, the the, the sort of the window cranks on doesn't it and uh you know the obviously the need for a striker could not be could not be higher could it you know in this times of striker injury crisis but yeah plenty plenty going on and plenty to talk and speak about at least absolutely well as you said there we've got loads to talk about we'll chat about the youngsters and their impact in the cup the decision to let Alex Mowat go out on loan, the striker search and how key that is at the moment. I will be answering your questions. And I know, well, we'll have the bit. I know you all love, you'll be hearing about another top product from the Kettle and Toaster Man. I know that's the real reason some of you are listening at the moment. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll be bringing you uh, one of their products later on in the ad break. Um, but before that, we're going to just dissect yesterday's uh, defeat to Blackburn. It was supposed to be fun in the sun for those 1900 Baggies fans who made the trip to uh, to Ewood Park, but they fell short. We're beaten by Blackburn, who've now won three and three. Um, and we're going to look at some talking points, really. I'm probably reflecting on it driving home last night, Lewis. So to say, Albion probably deserved a point from that. They, I know Blackburn took their chances, and you know, you take your chances, you win games, obviously. But on the balance of play. Did Albion deserve a point from that, really? Yeah, I think I think Albion deserved at least a point. I, I mean, you say that Blackburn took their chances, you know, they've scored well, they're half from, chances, probably. Yeah, they've scored two yeah. from 20, 20 yards, haven't they, really? Um, like you say, I mean, you know, credit, kudos to them. They've got the quality, certainly in Brereton Diaz, obviously, to, to do that. And that's why he's worth 20 odd mil. And, uh, you know, Gallagher's a sort of seasoned goal scorer, hasn't he proven at the level? Um, Two quality goals, two quality strikes. Um, I think avoidable from an Albion point of view. We, we spoke, we did a post-match video yesterday, didn't we? About you know how easy the ball was worked forward to you know to those individuals. How the midfield was you know bypassed pretty pretty easily and comfortably, and how you know maybe too easy to get the shots off. Um, the goalkeeper, you know, I mean, I know you'll get into this. I, I think. Possibly could have done better on one. May I mean I think 
we had a quick chat earlier, didn't we? Maybe even both. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, they, they took their half chances. They showed their quality. Um, Albion, for me, as I say, I would say deserved a point. I, I think. I think, and um, this is not saying that I thought Albion were any, you know, good or any better than good yesterday, but I still think they were probably the better side on on the balance of play. Um, which doesn't say a lot for, for how, how Blackburn played, but obviously took their moments. Um, I think Albion had the better chances. You know, not 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 loads, but a couple of, of big ones that Blackburn didn't have. So, yeah, I, you know, I mean, Steve Bruce's first comment yesterday was scratching his head at how, how we lost. I mean, yeah, they should have got at least a point on the balance of chances. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it was a, a great performance. I don't think they got near the levels we've seen on a couple of occasions already this season. Um, so frustrating and, you know, given Blackburn are the early, you know, standout 100% candidates, I, you know, I wasn't blown away by them and I, I don't think Albion were, you know, beaten by a better side and I, I don't think Albion are, I've seen a couple of people mention this, a, a million miles off, but obviously we know the glaring areas they are. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're a million miles off. I've seen a range, a range of comments like we know people get, you know, overexcited over angry after a defeat in in any club now and a few fans yesterday questioning this that and the other but for me i'll stick my neck out if albion had a brereton diaz up front this season west brom would go up i would bank on west brom yeah. going up i had them and that's how close that's so close they are at the moment you look at yesterday like you said they they were they didn't play very well but they were the better side and with the center forward they would have got a point if not two if, if not all three I had an interesting when they haven't played very morning. well. Um, this morning, I've obviously I've done three games now, but two in the league, and I've you know I've seen goals from Saar. Obviously, Watford. You know, we can get into that goal. Wow. I mean, yeah, I'd go as far as I'd be surprised if it's not championship goal of the season. Um, and seen that goal from Brereton Diaz. I mean, th- those two players. What are they worth? You know, I know Saar was linked. I remember a couple of years back heavily to Liverpool, and and you know continues to be linked with top clubs. You know, Brereton Diaz. Why is it? Seville, um, other top European clubs, 20 million quid each. I mean, that, that you, you know, the quality of those individuals has, you know, done Albion out of a, you know, condemned Albion to a, a draw and a, a defeat, haven't haven't they? And, you know, that that is, as Albion fans know all too well, the quality that can be found in the championship. Um, look, so, you know, Saar and Diaz might move on before September the 1st, might, and they might move to, a, you know, big clubs, big money. But... You know they've they've already done the damage to to Albion this season, unfortunately. Yeah, just on the goalkeeper you mentioned there, I've watched them back last night. Now I disagree with fans on the first one. I don't think David Button's to blame. It's a good strike. It's right in the corner. The second one, I think he could have done better with. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know what your opinion on on him individually was as as. Yeah, I mean, what, live live. I thought we we were sort of live. We were behind Ferretin Diaz, weren't we? Looking at it and and. Just thinking, oh, it looked like he sort of used the bodies of defenders well to to arc it into the corner. Um, and live, it looked into the corner. I, I couldn't be sure whether Button got a touch. Have you seen that on a replay? Um, no, I didn't. I, I didn't yeah. think I could see. Well, it, I, I spoke with a couple of fans, obviously behind the goal, and one in particular said he was he was right behind it, and it wasn't in the corner, and the keeper could have been saving it. So, but interestingly, the opposite view to what you had on the second goal. I thought that. I mean, that was swept into, I thought, live if that Gallagher strike was swept into the corner. with Just to caveat both of us um, as well, I've I've listened to, 
you listen to goalkeepers talk about pundits and pundits slagging yeah. off goalkeepers. And I will say, you know, we're not goalkeepers. You know, it's a hard position to analyse. But a good point that a supporter made with me and was Albion fans. Sam Johnston got a lot for how good he was for Albion. He got a lot of criticism from Albion fans. Mm. And now he did say some Albion fans who were criticising Johnston probably would have him back given that performance yesterday. And that's not slagging off David Button. I think he's a very competent championship goalkeeper, but it's almost a lesson in be careful what you wish for. And I think the I think the Button's probably getting criticism because of what happened against Watford as well. Yeah. I think if that goal if Saar doesn't score that wonder goal and lobs Saar, a lobs button from inside his own half, people probably don't look at Button's performance yesterday, but it's probably a little bit more highlighted given the fact that what happened against Watford happened. Yeah. The the Gallagher goal looked to me live like it was sort of swept with good power into the corner and you know into the corner beyond the keeper's sort of reach you know a keeper getting down down low that that would have t- taken it felt like to me a, a wonder save um i don't know I, I didn't see glaring errors in either of those two strikes might he have saved one or even on a very good day both of them probably um i don't know the john the johnson thing's interesting isn't it you know when when he was let go you know i mean you might have more insight in this than me with how the fans are feeling at the time. But, you know, would supporters have expected a new number one through the door and not Button to be first choice for this season? I'd, you know, yeah, it was interesting. I think some supporters did. Um, but then I don't think it's a problem. Personally, I don't think it's a problem. No, area. no, no, no. no. Um, team. Um, but Button's an interesting keeper, isn't he? You know, we saw how you know far out of his goal he was for the, the Sarg goal and I, I don't think he's to blame for that I think that's what keepers do certainly these days um you know I think the top Premier League European keepers would have got lobbed by that that's that's the position they take but I did notice um at Ewood Park a couple of times in the first half wasn't there to the, to the right of us there were, there were bouncing balls towards him and and yeah. it, it, a couple looked like they might have double a hairy moment gone out, yeah gone over his head might have misjudged it so I don't know if that's I didn't notice it so much in the second half I don't know if that'll settle down with him over the coming days or whether anyone will have a word that like if that if that's his game as a keeper you know sweeper keeper business that's all the rage at the minute then that's his game you know and uh, and obviously the management will be aware of that yeah just uh, we've got loads to talk about so i'm just going to touch on a couple more points from blackburn one for me was uh, jake levermore started again he started for the second time this season in the league sorry third in the league um a lot of fans are always quite critical of livermore I personally think he's been a good servant to Albion. He's made over 200 games. Um, I thought he was particularly poor yesterday. Is it a case now, Lewis, do you think that, you know, Yukushlu's getting back to fitness? When he come on again, he made things look so easy yesterday. He might not have had the brightest of impacts on the game, but he certainly had a little bit of an impact. Is it a case now that Yukushlu's going to come in and it's going to be him alongside Malumbi and potentially Livermore's not done at Albion, but is going to be more of a bit part player? Do you think that's... From what you've seen so far, as someone who hasn't seen Livermore or Yukushlu previously, do you yeah, think I, that's going to be the case now? Yeah, our guy's going to be a regular starter, isn't he? You know, it doesn't take Sherlock to uh, to to work that out. I mean, in the glimpses I've seen of him this time around, the very brief glimpses, he looks, you know, quality, a absolute Rolls Royce, really. Certainly for the level, uh, you know, made a big late play to get him in again. Uh, he's going to start. Obviously, I I understand him being edged up to starting. You know, fitness now. I get that. Um, I did think there was a chance of him starting at Blackburn, but it didn't surprise me hugely. 
he's he's going to start. And Malumbi's had a you know pretty decent start to the season, hasn't he? I think in 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 the games I've seen, it certainly looked very good against Watford. Um, quieter yesterday, but I don't think the midfield functioned yesterday or did it. Um, so yeah, leaves leaves Livermore. You're right. Livermore didn't have a great day yesterday by any stretch. Um, none of, very few of them did. A couple of them did okay. Um, I obviously I'm aware of you know having listened to reports and speaking to my, my predecessor Joe Massey over the years. I'm, I'm you know and, and being aware of obviously the Albion and the fans. I'm, I'm aware of where Livermore is. Where you know what what fans think. It's, it's difficult for me to comment. I've only seen a handful of games. Um, but he, he struggled to sort of make his impact felt in them, I would say. Um, certainly on the ball technically and, and maybe physically doesn't. I remember obviously watching Jake Livermore coming through, at, you know, in the Prem, where, where did he play Spurs, Hall, um, yeah. possibly some other clubs. In it. You know, he used to have, he used to be mobile, didn't he? He used to be really sort of... High um, energy and yeah, yeah, getting around. around. Um, haven't seen that yet in, in these couple of games. And, like, obviously, you know, obviously he's not early to mid-20s any anymore you know that's that could be natural couldn't it and yeah I mean on, on the balance of things it looks in the performances I've seen so far like you'd expect those roles to be taken by Okai and and, and Malumbi that's that's just what I've seen um I can't say that's what's going to happen for definite but I'd be surprised if it didn't um whether that'll be starting against Cardiff on Wednesday we'll see I mean Yakushi's got to be really hammering on the door now hasn't he and I think you know from what Steve Bruce was saying yesterday he's obviously acutely aware of how good Okai is and the need to get him in the side. Um, yeah, I, I, I just feel for Livermore a bit, a little bit, um, because obviously he'll be, you know, skipper. He'll be wanting to, you know, have a real stamp on games, won't he? You know, his, his authority, but it just wasn't coming off for him at all. And, you know, likewise in, in the Watford game, really, where I don't think he played overly badly, but was still pretty quiet. Um, look, I, I think as it stands, we'll get onto Moat, won't we? You know, Livermore's one of three with with Yakuslu and, and Malumbi for, for two roles. So, you know, with a schedule as it is, championship as it is, you know, two midfielders aren't going to play Saturday, Tuesday, you know, every, every week, are they? Wednesday, Friday, that it's just not going to happen. Um, so Livermore's going to be needed and he's going to come in and, and the three of them, are, you know, I can see change, you know, changes, rotation just to help the fitness. But I think if you're asking me to start in two now, yeah, I'd, I'd be um, definitely leaning towards Yakuslu and Malumbi. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if that's how the manager's sort of thinking about it as well. Yeah, just finally, um, John Swift was was great in the second half at Middlesbrough. I thought he had a pretty decent game against Watford as well. Uh, but he's very, very quiet yesterday. It's, it almost mm. seems it's going to be a bit like when Swift's firing, Albion will be firing, and, and, he, mm. and he wasn't really firing yesterday. Yeah, no, I agree about yesterday. I, actually, I heard you say that about Watford, and I actually noticed i mean watford was my first game I, I thought he was quite quiet not poor but as good as albion were but he was one of the quieter attackers um so i wasn't oh you know i wouldn't say i was i was blown away in that monday night game at the hawthorns so i was hoping obviously he was very 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 brief cameo against chef united in the cup but I, I was hoping at blackburn maybe to see him step up at a level or two um and see him maybe sort of you know be albion's creator in chief you know that that one that's gonna carve open Blackburn or you know nick a nick an assist or a goal and it, it didn't happen he he was he was quiet yesterday quite you know probably even quieter than the Watford game where where his side played well so yeah I mean not you know no, no problems with him you know we know his quality we know 
he's going to deliver in that 10 role. Um, just, yeah, a couple of quieter performances from him. I didn't, I didn't go to Borough. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see him there. Obviously took his goal excellently and had a great second half by all accounts, but yeah, just looking forward to seeing him, you know, step up a, a gear or two or three, maybe. Um, so I just think, you know, we, we've seen a lot, haven't we, from from Wallace and, and Grady. Um, and to me, they look great. They look sharp. Delivery, you know, City uh, and Garner took, took a goal yesterday. Was was Alvin's best player for my money. Wallace has looked excellent so far. We've seen that out wide threat. But to central midfield three, if you, you know, Livermore, Malumbi and, and Swift yesterday, if you include Swift and that just didn't really work yesterday. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more centrally. And obviously... As, as creativity goes, Swift is a is a massive part of that. Maybe Yakuslu in behind him will help that. You know, maybe the Turk will be able to find him a bit more. Um, you know, progressive passes, that kind of stuff. Get Swift on the half turn, get him driving. Fingers crossed, we'll see it from Wednesday onwards. Yeah, and just um, sorry, that's the yeah. There we go. I was going to touch on another Blackburn point, but we'll come on to it later on lost. in the. Uh, you look, you look, I was a little bit lost the, there. The listeners won't. The listeners won't know because this is a podcast, and I can see you on video. But you lost. <laughs> you look lost in thought there. Uh, I was. Yeah, I was. Not, not, not that you'd fallen asleep to my musings or anything like that. You, you were just uh, so so interested by them. I was reading through my script. I'll have to clip that one up for the end of season. <laughs> I just looking there. The eyes had glazed over. But yeah, um, that was Blackburn. They, they were the, the main talking points. But just moving on, uh, this I suppose this is a little bit of a talking point from Blackburn. But uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman played in the week. Albion fans, uh, he didn't. He wasn't in the squad on Monday, um, which was against Watford, which was something that sort of um, frustrated Albion fans and, and something they were questioning. He started against Sheffield United, started right back. Um, I thought he did really well. Steve Bruce has said he's given him food for thought in that position now. Uh, with Darnell Furlong's being the, the sort of regular starter. And it, it's a position where Bruce has said that he won, well, earlier in the window, he said he wanted to strengthen at fullback, but that's gone a little bit bit quiet mm. as the, the striker search has, has come to the forefront, which um, which we will talk about shortly. Um, Lewis, what opinion on Gardner Hickman? And do you think he can be a serious contender with, with Furlong at, at right back? He looked, I would say, on, on my first viewing, good against Sheffield United at right back in a four. Um, oh, I'm, I'm aware of the whole background debate on his position. Um, I'm right in saying I think he uh, he want, he sees himself as a fullback, doesn't he? Um, I know he played midfield um, last season and did well by all accounts in, in certainly a lot of games. Um, he has been used at wing back, hasn't he? Obviously, when, when Albion were you know, three or five at the back, whichever you say, has been used there. Um, you would think he, he he strikes me, I mean, all the energy in the world and all the willingness to get up and down in the world and sound technically and can put in a good cross. We didn't see too many of them, but I'm, he strikes me as a type of player that can, not so sure, go in the other way. Um, Albin struggled a bit defensively against Sheffield United, didn't they, certainly early on, which is probably to be expected given the changes, but... Strikes me as one of these sort of modern fullbacks in a in a back four that's very happy and competent going up the pitch. Um, I I hope to see that he's as good going the other way, you know, and can be solid and dependable. Yeah, if you're a right back in a four, you know, if you're a right back in a four, you have to be at least adequate defensively, don't you? Yeah. I think um, you know, and some someone tweeted tweeted me yesterday actually. Um, 
saying that they're, they're sort of never having furlong on the right of a back four, which, I mean, I understand, obviously, the Borough goal, first day of the season, um, the second goal yesterday was in behind the right back, wasn't it? Um, I, furlong, I, I've been impressed with him going forward, I have, and obviously that's a big part of his game. So, Gardner Hickman, I, I, I was impressed overall with his performance against Sheffield, I, I was. Um, it's, it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, you know, as Bruce has said, the, the priority in the window has just switched massively to the centre-forward situation. Um, obviously, they've, you know, the manager's as good as said that that's a sacrifice a midfielder for, you know, to for that forward situation. So, where does it leave the other positions? It'll be interesting. And, you know, the, the food for thought shout on Gardner-Hickman to be um, to be a backup right-back, essentially. Um, yeah, an interesting one. Yeah. Would would Albion fans be comfortable, be be happy with that? Would they think it's enough? I mean, Gardner Hickman's a big favourite amongst the fans, aren't they? That they're, they're, they're always keen to see him, um, at least on the bench. They're happy for him when he when he gets cameos, when he gets brought on. Interesting yesterday, wasn't it, on on this subject that Matt Phillips was the right back sub, yeah. um, and I was having this debate with some colleagues after the game. You know, I didn't really know or appreciate this, but you. Do you have to throw Phillips into the right back shout now? I mean, if it, I don't know, I don't know. You know, he obviously was yesterday. And if I've been a chasing a game and need a goal and equaliser, yeah, I suppose it's an option because he's he's an attacker. So you know, you're giving yourself another attacker on the pitch. Yeah, um, and I'd say that would give you that would give you probably, you know, even though he's not a right back by definition, you've got cover there. And another point as well, Gardner Hickman. Well, I think Gardner Hickman's played enough senior games, hasn't he, to be, yeah, you know, I we, think so. We're going on the other side, we're talking about Ashworth, who played well um, against Sheffield United. You know, what's Gardner Hickman played? 20, 30 senior games now, probably I think. About 20, um, yeah. Because Ashworth's just made his first start last week, you know, I mean, and, and he impressed me, by the way. Um, I think he played well, but I think, I think Gardner Hickman's old enough and experienced enough now to, to, to count on him, to rely on him if you have to, if, you know, if Furlong's injured or suspended or whatever. And yeah, I mean, the, the Phillips thing is interesting because if, you know, if you need a goal, it's a good option to have a right back, isn't it? You know, sort of adds to your attack in a way. Yeah. And I think as well, just, just a final point before we go on to another um, topic, you know, Albion will talk about Mowat, Mowat going and, and being a little bit light in midfield. Um, but Garner Hickman can play in midfield. He's he's produced a couple of good performances yeah, in the yeah. other part for Albion. So I think fans worrying a little bit about depth, which you know quite rightly when I saw the Mowat news on Saturday, I was a little bit concerned. But sort of looking at it from a different angle, you've got TGH there who can who can do a job. But just on another youngster, um, Reyes Cleary was chucked in from the start against Watford. Uh, sorry, against Sheffield United on the back mm. of a couple of goals for the. I don't know if they're 21s, 23s, Premier League 2 team, whatever they're think, called these days. I think 23s has changed to 21s. Yeah, I think it has now. I Weirdly. think it has. Um, but he scored a couple of goals in that, a couple of late goals to, to win against Newcastle. Um, and he was chucked in from the start against Sheffield United. Had a big chance. I don't think he did a lot wrong in the first period, Lewis. He sort of faded later on in the game. But yeah. do you think he's, given the striking situation now, do you think he's not going to be, a, he's not a starting option. We all know that. And he's not, he's not the finished article. And he's probably not 100% ready. But, he was in. He wasn't in the squad yesterday, but he was at Ewood Park. He was warming up. He was part of the part of the uh, the Albion party that were there. Do you think he's going to play, or, or or be considered as a potential option, mate, off the bench or or around the squad at the moment? And is that what he is now? Because previously, yeah. you know, fans wanted him in the first team fold last season, but he wasn't, and probably quite rightly so. Yeah. 
Uh, but is he going to be? Obviously, you've got Grant there now. You've got Robinson uh, up top. There's a whore, the forgotten man who's injured. Um, we've seen Bruce's comments on him. It's clear he's going to be someone who's going to be in and around the bench, potentially, and also yeah. playing in cup games. Yeah, I thought going to Blackburn, he might have a chance. Um, there were some whispers ahead of team news, weren't there, that he was you know, going to be involved or in the squad or, or whatever. But obviously, he'd, he'd only travelled up there with Ashworth, I think, to train. Um, you know, to be involved ahead of kickoff in the warm-ups and stuff. I, I was impressed with Cleary against Sheffield United. I was glad he was chucked in. Um, good to see what he was about. Got a lot going for him, hasn't he, for someone who's not long turned 18. You know, he he really handled himself against, you know, your Egan's and, you know, seasoned, you know, Premier League defenders or, you know, I'm sure international defenders. So, yeah, I, I was impressed with him. He, you know, yeah, he probably should have taken that chance in the first half um but you know not afraid to get shots off you know going into his shoulders 50 50s coming away with the ball you know for an 18 year old really really encouraging and and you can see why there was there was an his hype around him definitely any any sort of youngster who can put the ball in the net but also has that physicality about them at an early age yeah it's going to drive up interest isn't it um i think he's it's probably one more knock or suspension for Albion away from certainly being on the bench, isn't he? You know, he has to be, obviously. You mentioned Robinson there. He's sort of emerged back into the fold, interestingly, hasn't he? Given that, that pre-season knock he had, obviously all the rumours, all the links were going on, Preston, whatever. Um, yeah, I think Robinson had an interesting game against Sheffield United, didn't he? He was sort of in spells quiet and... Not really involved, but then I mean he got the assist obviously for Grant's winner and and just as that as Albion fans well know just as that little moment of quality in him um, to 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 pick a pass or a cross and yeah he, he's not I mean again correct me if I'm wrong on this but you know obviously Robinson's not an out and out number nine is he you know he, he's not he's he can play in the play wide play in the ten. Um, yeah. What I will say about Robinson this is a point I made I can't I, I, I don't know if I made it to yourself or. Something. And this is a wider, you're going off, off off on a tangent a little bit, but we talk about Carlin Grant. Carlin Grant scored 18 goals last season. You know, he scored important goals. Without them goals, Albion would have been even lower than they were. <laughs> but he's not a natural finisher for me. You look at If you look at Watford, he scored the hardest chance. He always seems to score the harder chances, Grant. And he will score goals. Robinson, obviously we know we'll, um, we will talk about it, that Albion are looking for another striker. Hopefully they come in by by Wednesday or, or whenever Steve Bruce said he was hopeful to get a new forward in and, and DK to come back. But I think even though Robinson was linked away from the club in the summer, I don't think he'll go now, given the situation. No, I agree um, with you. But what I will say about Robinson is if you look at his goals last season, they were all sort of natural strikers finishes. A lot of them one-on-one, lifting it over the keeper, curling it into the bottom corner. I think Robinson can have a big part to play this season in the mm. striking option. You don't want to be over-reliant on Grant because, like we say, he's not almost a natural finisher. He's got a lot to give, Grant, and he will score goals this season and he'll score important goals like he did last season. But I think Robinson has... Well, a and last bigger... week as well, to be fair. And last week, yeah, of course. And I think Robinson will have a bigger part to play this season than fans maybe see. Maybe we'll see. We t- in a month's time, that shout might be wider than that. If a new striker oh, yeah, comes I in and scores four yeah. in four, Robinson's obviously going to be a bit part. And I don't. he's not going to be the main man. And then DK back in a few months. But I think Robinson is more of a natural finisher than than Grant. But so I think 
striking department, if we get a striker, you know, I'm not overly worried at the moment um, with hopefully if we can get someone in the next couple of months. But I think Robinson, he's gone from being out in the cold to probably having a big part to play. But that is a massive tangent. We were talking about Reyes Cleary there, weren't we? Yeah, yeah um, no, no. I, 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 Robinson's technically sound, isn't he? Like, you, you know, that's why he's got that quality in him when he can turn it on to unlock a defence or, or whatever. Um, it, but it, given we're expecting a striker soon to come through the door on loan, um, it would take it, it feels like after that, it would take a pretty extreme set of circumstances, you know, a grant injury and, you know, the, the new striker not being ready to play for, for Robinson to be selected as the lone striker. It, you know, it could happen. Obviously, it could well happen, the number of games and stuff. Um, yeah, in, I think um, he played against Sheffield United in the 10, didn't he? I think I'm right in saying. Um, yeah, behind Cleary, who we uh, are meant to be talking about. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think he's an interesting option now. I mean, obviously, Swift is the main man there. Um, but, you know, I think Robinson could be an interesting option there. I think he's got the game for it. Um, so, yeah, Cleary, as I said, um, as it stands, not quite for the bench, but only by a, you know, a hair's breath. He's not far off at all, is he? And I'm very impressed and encouraged by, by what I saw from him. I think a mixture of the bench this season, you know, when they can get him on, you know, cam cameos in the league, stuff like that. Regular football for the 21s, 23, whatever it's called. Um, 21s, you know, that doing the world of good, I think. Yeah, definitely. A couple more points before we go on to uh, the advert and the questions. Um, Alex Mowat left. We saw he was linked with Middlesbrough last week. Um, we weren't too sure whether there was much substance in it, but Saturday morning it was confirmed he's gone to Middlesbrough on a season-long loan. Um, Lewis, just just your view on it, really. We know he's he's gone now for for funds to be um, freed up for a striker, but did you expect to potentially see him at Albion this season? Um, it didn't it didn't surprise me um, when I saw that link, and you know, I I, I first thought on that one was no smoke without fire. Really, um, I think you know, a club like Borough or any club that needed a midfielder would have seen him out of the starting 11, you know, on, on the opening day or whatever. Um, against Watford as well, wasn't it? He was he was obviously left out and, you know, and, and thought and pounced really. And, and actually they've been able to almost take advantage of Albion's one financial situation and two, the DK injury, um, as we touched on, you know, and, and, and Steve Bruce said this um, in his comments after one of the games, um, said he wasn't, you know, he wasn't looking up front. You know, he, he was sort of done. He was happy with his options, which I, I thought was an interesting thing to say. Um, and I was, not all supporters would would agree with that. I'm not sure where I stand on it personally, but as I said earlier in the in, in the show, the priority shift has changed dramatically, hasn't it? And it just confirms sort of it, it's 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 a sad and harsh truth and reality that you know amid this striker crisis now to to go and get one in they desperately obviously desperately need um they've had to you know free up free up space with with yeah. a midfielder out you know and and Moat, you know i like him as a player i've seen him at his previous clubs before he joined albion that, that was league one to be fair but i've always thought he stood out and i know he had a, a good start to his baggy career and tailed off i know he played with an injury didn't he which kind of been easy um but yeah, just he, he by all accounts, from from what I've heard, he was a, a decent earner at Albion. Um, so if he's not in the starting eleven, not in you know an auto 
pick in those midfield too. You, you can see why they've had to take the decision to to get him out on loan to um, get another club paying, you know, a percent, a portion of his his wages to to free up. But it just it it's one of those that probably hits home and hammers home. Not that Albion fans need it. The um, sort of punch to the gut with 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 the situation they're in. You know, regards to the window and how. You know, to get to get that striker they're desperate for, they've had to, you know, wriggle things around elsewhere. And you know, we'll get onto it, won't we, next? But but where does that leave the midfield? You know, and Bruce Bruce said something interesting yesterday about Mo actually in that he thought when he came in that the midfield was a bit samey. Um, and I suspect that's obviously in regards. Well, Mo at Livermore, Malumbi wouldn't it have been, and and I get that. I, I get that. I think Moet's got something to offer. I mean, I think fans would look forward to seeing what you know, you know how he, how he would be. Obviously, played with a was it hernia? Um, yeah, I believe could have been injury. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, I remember that being reported sort of end of the season or what, what whenever it was. Um, well, I think he's got something about him, but it needs must. You know, it needs must, and they've obviously made the decision that. Well, it'll be interesting, won't it, with Gardner Hickman and. You know, reach as a squad player. Yesterday we saw Swift drop into the, you know, Swift drop alongside Yakuslu after the triple sub, didn't we? So Swift dropped there as a as a central midfield option. There are players to, you know, do that role now. No, no it's gone. Um, it's a bit of a stark situation on on the striker front, on the window front, on the you know budget front. But as I say, needs must with the DK injury and. Yeah, hopefully, you know, losing Moa as a good squad option won't won't leave Albion sort of high and dry and caught short in midfield because yeah, that that would be a obviously a disaster, wouldn't it? But as I mentioned earlier, now just three sort of natural senior centre mids, isn't it, to go into two roles, and um, and not everyone's going to stay fit and clean of suspension, are they? So yeah, the likes of yeah, Gardner Hickman, as you mentioned, Reach, Swift, are there any more that that could have to be drafted into those roles come an emergency, you'd imagine so. Yeah, I think that the situation with Mauer, you know, you can see why he's gone, um, freeing up yeah. the funds. But what I think a lot of Albion fans have, and I'll address this because Albion fans have asked questions, you know, prior to this season, we've heard about the lie loans, um, the outstanding historic loan from a, from a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. which is an investigation going underway, you know, within the club about that one and we're not going to go I'm not going to go into specifics of the loans because we've already covered it loads of times in the past but the frustrating thing to fans and it's a hundred percent justified is that you know we've got this outstanding money that Gouch and Lai borrowed from the club which he was due to pay back um I can't remember but the the, the money that he put, in, put into it, yeah the money that he put into a, another one of his businesses following the pandemic and that he said will be paid back ready for the January transfer window that money's the fans are right you know, we can scream and shout as, as much as we want, but Lai will pay it back when Lai wants to pay it back. But we, Albion could do with that, Nat. They could do with that money right now. If they had that money right now, you'd almost say, you know, they would go up potentially. But having that money now would be absolutely huge. I can totally understand the frustrations. And I think that's that's the point that is the most frustrating part of the Mowat, um, loaning him to Middlesbrough. You can yeah, question that, loaning, question loaning him, him yeah. to a promotion rival. Um, but you know, the, as someone said to me, they're probably one of the only clubs in for him. Um, and you can get that. But a club like West Brom, I know, you know, the financial climate of football. You know, was, some clubs are still feeling the pinch a little bit from the pandemic. But the fact is, 
we've got these loans from the owner that haven't been paid, but or the loan that hasn't been paid back, and the other one as well, which I mentioned. And Albion, a club who are in stature, the top four in the championship, who are having to loan a player out to buy to bring a striker in, which probably what lends is, you what is in essence an say emergency striker as well, given yeah. an, you know a DK injury, you know. Yeah, and it's you know that probably means it, well, they might find funds from elsewhere, but if they're having to borrow. Oh, sorry, if they're having to loan a player to Middlesbrough to free up funds for a striker, to me, that says no one else is going to be coming in after that striker. Yeah. And that yeah, is yeah, the yeah, most yeah. the most frustrating and the most probably startling thing yeah, from stark, this situation. As, as I touched on there, stark reality of it, isn't it? Um, sort of laid out. Yeah. I, you know, again, as I, as I touched on, Mo is going to be needed, isn't he? You know, he's you know, competent midfielder for this league. You know, maybe not the absolute quality Albion need in their starting midfield too, but he's going to be needed. You know, he was third or fourth choice and <laughs> these players are going to be needed in these, you know, these crazy run of games. So frustrating, but yeah, it is where it is. Yeah. And just finally on the the news front, Steve Bruce said he hopes to have a striker in by Wednesday. Last Thursday, we were told Albion were almost making a late dart for, for Keenan Davis from Aston Villa, who then went and had a medical at Watford. I'm not even sure that has 100% gone through yet. Um, um, no. No, I've seen nothing confirmed. But in terms of um, a striker by Wednesday, Lewis, we've seen names banded about all summer as a as a, mm-hmm. another striker signed for Albion. I know at Manchester City, Pep Guardiola said this weekend that Liam Delap, someone who's been heavily linked with Albion, is going out on loan. Um, just putting two no, I'm, just gonna inter- I'm just going to interject. Davis did go through. Apologies. Davis did go through. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. I've been at five games this week, so I haven't been reading all the all the sports news. I do. Apologize. Yeah, yeah. In my um, defence, it was on a day off. Um, but yeah, no, he went. Yeah, that went through. Um, yeah, Albion obviously made, as you touched on, made a late play, and um, would have been ideal, wouldn't he? Well, I'm, I'm a fan of his in this level. I think he's excellent. Uh, but yeah, unfortunate. Sorry, mate. To, to yeah. put in. No, it's okay. Just on the um, as we said there, Pep Guardiola said Liam Delap, a striker, Man City, a young striker who's yeah, he has been linked with Albion a number of times in the past. Um, is going to leave on loan. Just putting two and two together, Lewis, can we potentially read anything into that? And and how confident was Bruce that he he'll hopefully get someone in by by Wednesday? Yeah, I I um I like the Delap shout. I I um I I think you know there's a good chance he's certainly on the club's radar. Um. Certainly a a big option. Certainly a an option near the top of their list. I would say. Um, I believe I've watched him before in a, in a checker trade game. I, I I remember being impressed, you know, technically, but by, by his size as well. Look, you know, we spoke on one of the videos we've done recently about you know what kind of profile the loan striker would be. Is it going to be a you know a one not getting in in a prem side, but he's been seasoned, prolific in the champ, or is it going to be a a real exciting youngster from a top club and you know delaps obviously the latter you know not well played probably a couple of senior city games in cups or whatever but like there, there aren't too many higher rated sort of teenage attackers strikers than him about either and um i like you know the physical profile of him you know I'm not, not for a second you know talking about him like this because he's the one that's signing but just on him as a name you know he for a young lad, he looks like someone who's going to be able to look after himself, doesn't he? You know, he's not not a small, slight, you know, teenage striker who's still got a lot of physical growing and maturing to do. He looks like someone who'll be able to handle himself. And I think, 
I think it'd be an excellent one if it can come off exactly. So it feels like exactly what what they need. So so fingers crossed. Um, Steve Bruce's hopeful shout, and and as we touched on yesterday, I think that hopeful shout of Summit being, you know, close, you know, reasonably close, close for this week. You know, I I don't think Bruce would um, would go out with that if it, you know, if it managers wasn't. don't really go out. Yeah, as, as you said, on, yeah, yeah. It, it, managers always you know, obviously and probably rightly, you know, lead with caution, don't they? And, you know, we'll, we'll sort of play play something a bit more down if they can. And, yeah, encouraging that. And, um, yeah, I like the Dilap shout a lot, as I said. Uh, obviously, the shortlist won't consist of just him. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, I was looking last night after getting back quite late from Ewood Park and um, a few people had, had uh, thrown the name Rondon to me on Twitter, which I thought was an interesting one. Um, big blast from the past. Um, Funny, isn't it? I know fans like to go back, but this season we've had Rondon, Foster, Gale, which happens every summer. Yeah, yeah. We, we love uh, love a, a sort of. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've even story. had an. I'm pretty sure I've even had an Andy Carroll shout. Which, um, <laughs> given how, yeah, given how I've heard that um, finished up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I can see that, but uh, you never know. Maybe stranger things have happened. Rondon's at Everton, isn't he? I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but. You know, there will be a short list. Uh, you know, I'm fairly confident Delap's got a place on it. Um, as you say, Pep's confirmed he's going out on loan. And but there will be Championship clubs up and down the division who want him, won't there? Um, there, there absolutely will. So let's see. I mean, uh, you know, it's it, like, it's hard to say whether anything's going to be done by Cardiff. You know, it helps that that's Wednesday rather than Tuesday night. Um, not sure when it is. Players have to get registered to play these whether it's midnight Tuesday night going into Wednesday possibly or midday used to be midday Friday for Saturdays um we'll see but yeah it's, it's just needed isn't it as, as Bruce keeps saying you know they, they can't just be reliant on Carl and Grant and we've already had a Carl and Grant debate this this podcast I meant to jump in when you were going on about Grant actually and say you know I think from what I've seen of him it's it's to his credit that he keeps getting in keeps getting chances, you know, keeps getting into positions and all right, he might only take one in three, one in four, but, <laughs> you know, he must be getting in a lot of chances to get the goal return he gets. So something there within, in my opinion, but yeah, obviously need, need depth, don't they need competition, can't rely on one, one striker. That's, you know, no club can rely on one striker or probably Man City aside. Yeah, we'll wait and see what happens on that one. Right, time for an advert. Lewis, you're not a big coffee man, are you, Lewis? I'm not a coffee man. You're Johnny. more of a tea man, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. Tea, tea's tea's very much the big one in my my house. Sorry, does that not um that's not No in... no, I'm sure there's hundreds, even thousands of Baggies fans out there who love their coffee. And if they do, we've got a great product for you this week. Um as we know, the podcast is sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man. And at the Kettle and Toaster Man, they have a range of coffee machines. If you enjoy your posh coffee, then they've got some coffee machines for you. And for just £55, you can get yourself a Nescafe Dolce Gusto Mini Me coffee machine. And it is the bee's knees. It has an automatic play and select option, a maximum 15 bar pump pressure for coffee shop quality. Don't know what that means. But you can make 40 varieties Do you of research? cold drinks. Oh, Great. I need to do more research. Yeah, I'll have to research more on the uh, on coffee with Kettle and Toaster Man being our being our sponsor. But you can with this machine, you can make 40 varieties of hot and cold drinks. For me, that's an absolute bargain. You can get that at the Kettle and Toaster Man in store at Thorns Road in Briley Hill or by going online to head to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Um, right. 
I would wager that I would wager that those products are a significant step up from the uh, from the hot drink vending machine in uh, in our Wolverhampton HQ. Right, oh, I quite like the coffees. You know? I got, got quite used to them. We used to have one in Ketley in uh, Telford, which people used to whinge about. But I just used to no, I no, no, almost got addicted, yeah. got addicted to the tea in there. I'd probably because they were twenty. Kettle and toaster man. I'd back the kettle and toaster man. Oh, every time, every time. Well, thanks for your sponsorship, kettle and toaster man. Um, I will bring you more on a different product next week. Um, right, time for for questions. We've got quite a few questions from Albion fans. Um, we put a couple of tweets out last night myself and Lewis, um, and we're going to go through them. First one, um, quick question from Andy Paul. Um, has Mowat got a recall clause in his loan? Is that something we know at all, Lewis? Or? Uh, it's not something we've been told yet. Um, it'd be good to find that out, certainly. So cheers for the question. Um, I, I don't know this for definite at the Championship and Premier League level, but it strikes me that clubs um, wouldn't necessarily, you know, sign off these type of loans without one. Um, obviously, I'll be not daft. You know, they they know they're not sort of awash with midfield options. So would they, you know, would they let him out? You know, if disaster was to strike for Okai and Malumbi or even one of them, you know, without the option of getting him back because they would be really really short there wouldn't they and and obviously just cause themselves another problem by possibly needing another midfielder if it was a long-term injury um so i don't i don't know but you know i i would have thought but then obviously you know would middlesbrough have gone along with that yeah i I can't claim to know middlesbrough's midfield situation off the top of my head inside out um obviously they were desperate enough to get one in but mark came off the bench yesterday didn't he for them so didn't didn't go straight into the starting lineup um so yeah it'd be interesting to know i just Certainly, where I've covered clubs, you know, division below and stuff, I know these loans regularly go in with with the recall. Um, and certainly, there's always, to my knowledge and experience, the January, um, not not cut off or a trigger of a of, of a return. You know, it can be renewed or, or cancelled in January. So that'll be interesting to see where, you know, the land lies come sort of Christmas and stuff with the, with the midfield. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know that on on Moa and. Um, and, and whether I've been sort of fought to insert that. Yeah, a um, couple of other questions. If we play like we played over the last three games throughout the whole season, what position are we likely to finish in? Uh, if we play like we played a mixture of the, the first three games, I'd say definitely top six. I don't know what you think, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, look, I weren't blown away by Blackburn yesterday in the slightest, but they're obviously, from from the very small bit of evidence um, so far, one, one of the strongest sides. Like, they could tail off spectacularly, obviously, and finish mid-table or lower. But yeah, no, Albion's performance against Watford, a Borough are top side as well, aren't they? Second half there, Sheffield U played a strong side. Yeah, I, I've seen little to tell me they'll struggle outside of the top six this season. Um, but you know, please ask me again after a striker comes in and after the window shuts, you know, because yeah, yeah. Um, yeah picture can look can look different couldn't it um in the words of steve bruce ask me in a couple of days i thought you were going to say there or thereabouts then (laughs) no um no yeah yeah ask me in a couple of days yeah um exactly that no i yeah from what i've seen so far i'd be disappointed if it was outside top six yeah uh richard downing with a a question which we've we've touched on a little bit we are wheeling and dealing to get a striker while the owner of our club owns a substantial amount of money which could be used in the transfer market do you really think we will ever see the money paid back and do you think more pressure should be put on the owner in terms of the money paid back i think it will and i'm hopeful that it will 
Yeah. Um, whether it's paid back by the deadline that he set for later this year, it remains to be seen. But the line, do you think more pressure should be put on the owner? Probably, yeah. But how you do that, I don't, I don't know. Do you know that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's what, it's what do you do? You know, do, do, what can fans to get? You know, last season we saw a lot of, you know, anti-lie chance at a game at Blackpool, I think. Um, but it's what do you do? You know, yeah, we can get frustrated. You know, I'm frustrated. Fans are frustrated. But there's not an awful lot you can do other than moan about it at the moment. Um, at the, at the moment, then, there's another deadline set, isn't there? And, and I can absolutely see why that doesn't inspire confidence because one deadline was missed quite a while ago, wasn't it? And um, obviously, another deadline's been publicised. You know, fa- fans are well aware of this deadline now and, you know, expect it because it's in, I say expect, demand it because it's in line with the January window, isn't it? In time for the January window where a season can be you know, potentially salvaged or, or whatever in the in the transfer window. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 not going to be very um, it's not going to be very good for the for the club or or the the owner obviously if if it's missed if it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, it's not going to be very good for, for Steve Bruce and and the club and the first team squad regards to championships. So you know, and 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 the you know vital crucial bid for promotion. So. But I, but I get it from the fans' point of view. Like I get it entirely because, you know, what confidence do they have that this is going to happen? Um, as, as you touched on, it has to happen eventually, doesn't it? It, it you know, it has to. You know, loans repaid, but you know, how much confidence is is there that it will be on time? You just have to have to hope that deadlines will will be met. And and yeah, it's massively frustrating. It's not now, but I think it should just be you know, hopeful and put all the hope in that, that it happens, you know, in December, the whatever deadline it was, 20, 21st, was it? And just have to really, really hope, expect, demand that it happens then and another deadline isn't missed. Yeah. Uh, another question here. We've let two centre midfielders leave this summer. Who do you think out of Soyuz and Moat have made more of an impact? I'm not 100% sure what more of an impact for, for, for Albion or for, um, for other clubs, but that's an interesting point. Um, you know, Mm. Remain Soyuz has gone to Cardiff very good signing for Cardiff I personally thought he could do a job for Albion this season and Alex Mowat's gone you know if you if in an ideal world if Albion didn't have to get rid of players out on loan to bring in a striker with a situation as it is um, which I will say is a situation which is unfortunate given DK's you know if DK didn't get injured Mowat doesn't go out but with Soyuz and if you hypothetically put Soyuz and Mowat into that midfield that's we've gone from having being a bit light and with just three in there to being quite a very strong, good champion midfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like Sawyer's. Obviously, I didn't report on Albion when he was, you know, playing as a first team regular, but I've always liked him. Um, even covering games of his at Warsaw, obviously lower down, uh, pecking order and, and games at other clubs. Big fan of his. Um, I know his obviously time at Albion wasn't smooth sailing, wasn't it? it wasn't um, always. Brilliant, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, and I'm a fan of his at this level as well. I think, um, like you, I think he could do it more than a job as a squad option. But it is where it is, isn't it? He, obviously, he was let go, and and Mo was a midfield squad option as a signing of what last summer um, into into a long term deal. And given the unfortunate injury, I've, I've, as you've said, he's had to be sacrificed. So not in a position where. And sort of be picking and choosing between them, are they? You know, Albion financially clearly, um, 
I like both players, sort of slightly different players, aren't they? But it'd be interesting to see how Soyuz gets on on Wednesday coming back to um, the Hawthorns. We'll probably get on it a bit in a bit, won't we? But I unfortunately have to miss the game. I won't be there um, due to a prior commitment. So you're the man in the hot seat. What's your prior commitment? Are you interested in my prior commitment? I am, yeah. I'm sure the I'm one, I, I shall be one of the many hundreds and thousands, possibly even millions over the last week or so, who will be seeing Coldplay at Wembley Stadium um, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. I'm trying, yeah. Coldplay, Albion Cardiff. I know where I'd rather be. I know. You're just a hardcore. <laughs> that's a, I'm, not, I'm not even like a mega big Coldplay fan. I'm, I, I like their music, but it's not entirely my bag. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've not seen a music concert at Wembley. I've seen many a football match there but um yeah we're, we're right at the back so how much seeing them i'll be able to do i'm not sure but yeah i from from what i've i'm not turning this into a musical coldplay concert but from the reports i've seen it's an unreal show so uh but i'm, I'm good i'm missing the game i can't like you know shortly into uh it was a present for family you know and we're going along but shortly into my time covering Albin, it's unfortunate i'm missing one but i won't be missing many slash yeah very few put it like that don't worry, you can poke fun at me at the end of the month. I'm missing a couple of games at the end of August. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll come on to that. And the, uh, Why? For a bad reason? Or? Oh, good reason. Good reason. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, okay. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> just a few more questions. Um, I'm just going to read this out. This is funny. We went sure, from Sawyer's to Coldplay, though. Sawyer's to Coldplay, yeah. I don't think many podcasts have done that little uh, sidestep before. Um, a question here from Suraj Chohan, who uh, regular listen listener of the podcast and question asker. Um, I don't know if fans saw there was a, someone put something up about Mateus Pereira coming back to Albion and Albion <laughs> fans were all over it. He's put, although I'm sure, not, I'm 99% sure that the Pereira rumours are fake. Have you heard anything about it? Any murmurs? And let's say, if it's true, would there be a shift of Swift down to centre midfield and Pereira <laughs> be on the striker? I wouldn't even worry yourself thinking about it, Suraj. West Brom are having to get rid of a midfielder on loan to get a striker in, so we certainly won't be getting Mateus Pereira back from from Alcoa. Yeah, if anyone's got a bit of loose change or pocket money hanging yeah. around, go yeah, to yeah. Pereira's yeah. wages or anything, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind watching him play for one <laughs> season, but um, yeah, I'm not sure it'll be happening. Yeah, don't worry yourself about that one. Um, just a couple more questions. Um, Andy Reid, whilst finishing has been a problem for us, do you think that was the main issue against Blackburn? The passing being overhit or too short, causing the breakdown in play seemed a big problem yesterday in brackets. I think it was a bad day at the office rather than the team not able to perform. Uh, yeah, probably put it down as a bad day. I personally would. That is an interesting point, as much as Albion did miss a few chances. Yeah, agreed. They were rare, they were very sloppy in possession yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really um, good point. Worth mate. What was that? Andy's question, sorry. Andy's um, question, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really good point. And glad we, you know, spend a minute or so talking about it because yeah, they, they, they were sluggish and sloppy, weren't they? Not necessarily for the whole game, but you know, it strangely it got worse. He got the goal back on the on the hour, Dean Garner. Um deserved, you know, deserved to go for his Albion's sort of standout player. But for the next half an hour, you're expecting a push, you know, eleven minutes of stoppages as well. So forty odd minutes expecting a big push obviously there was that one grant chance but and that was from a low d and gone across wasn't it but yeah just no and i use the word composure but not in front of goal just on the ball you know in the final third passages how many times has it passed out of play how many times was the, the touch off the first touch how many like you know back heels did we see yesterday you know that just didn't come off or you know went to a blackburn shirt or went out of play must be half a dozen frustrating um those just seem to they talk about the temperatures i was going to say lose their call cool on the ball um 
easily done in that heat yesterday. Um, but yeah, yeah, frustrating. Just yeah, I just, just think if they'd have almost taken a bit more care with the ball, they'd, they'd have carved out at least another one or maybe two chances. And yeah, so it it, it wasn't Albion's best in that department, certainly. Yeah, final question from Bryn Moore. Um, I'm going to tweak this one slightly and make it a bit more quick fire. He's put, how many lone players do we need in? And who would you like to see? Uh, in brackets, playing quality, youth, ideally. Cheers. What I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you quick fire. Mm-hmm. If you were Steve Bruce and you could bring in as many lone players as you wanted to between now and the end of the window, how many would you bring in? Because we know it's only going to be loans. So we know a striker. In terms of what Bruce wants or what the club can... What you think, you know, how how, how many do you think they need? to sign realistically uh, I, not yeah. that they're going to because no. okay. arguably a striker probably might be the last one we see coming in but yeah well yeah um so I'd, I'd, I'd probably say i'd probably say three johnny um obviously up front speaks for itself um you know we had the interesting gardner hickman debate earlier but you know depth at fullback depth at right back some quality possibly and uh and obviously if the you know, if if the finance was there, then then midfield. Obviously, if, if the finance was there, they wouldn't have let Moa out, would they? I, I suppose. But um, just another one there, if they could. Um, I think they were right other positions. I would say. Um, but yeah, if 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 money wasn't a wasn't an option, um, yeah, I'd I'd be looking at three certainly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for your questions, Baggies fans. Really appreciate that. Sorry to the ones that. We didn't get to read out. Do get back in touch um, next week, and we will have Albion fans would have noticed we haven't had a we had a couple of fan view um, sections in the in the open couple of podcasts of the se- season where we had a couple of guests coming on. It's been quite difficult the last couple of weeks. We had a lot of games, um, so but we will be having one next week. Hopefully, I'll hopefully be chatting with one of you baggies towards the end of this week, ready for the podcast next week. Um, elsewhere as well, we're going to be having a bit of a quiz on the the baggies broadcast soon. Everyone loves a quiz. Um, an Albion fan, TJ Smithy, um, who's credited with our with our new badge, who come up with the, the design for that, has got in touch. Um, he's going to be coming up. Well, he's come up with some some Albion quiz ideas where he's going to come on the Baggies broadcast and he's going to quiz me and Coxie. We're going to be teaming up together um, to see if we can we can beat the quiz. Really, see what our Albion trivia is like, and that'll be. We're not too sure when it's going to be coming on the pod, but it will be in the uh, in the next few weeks. And just as another section as well, um, I've touched the Albion fans would have seen last year. Um, Every now and then I'd put out a tweet before a game if I had like a quid or a couple of quid in my uh, my Skybet account asking for a first goal scorer uh, and a full-time result. Um, we didn't win anything last season. The first couple of games, we haven't won anything this season. Um, but what we're going to do every week, I'm going to put a pound on. Um, I'm not a big stakes man, but I'm going to put a pound on every week. The first person who gets back in touch with me prior to a game with a first goal scorer and a full-time result um, if we win that money, it's going to all go in a pot and we're going to give it to charity at the end of the season. So there is a potential that we'll have nothing in the pot at the end of the season. We've got nothing in there at the moment, although we weren't, I said we weren't too far away, but we had a good start yesterday. Uh, it was the Thursday Throstle Twitter account who got in touch, said 2-1 Albion, Brereton Diaz to score first. So he got that part right, just got the, the score wrong. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, a little bit of a, an interactive challenge with with Albion fans, and hopefully we'll raise a little bit of a bit of money for a charity at the end of the season. Um, and that's how, how many will we get? How many will we get right? I don't know. I you don't happy know. with a handful? Oh mate, if we if we have fifty quid to give to charity, I'll be delighted. It was seventy five to one yesterday. We're an all, we're a million miles away, really. Yeah, you'd like to think um, we get 
we a get a bit of scores. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping something like a four one Dar O'Shea oh. to score first. Two hundred to one. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But we've got what is it, forty four league games left to, to go. But um but yeah, Nick, keep getting that good. You could probably pack in the job, to be honest. <laughs> Well, keep getting in touch, Albion fans, and hopefully we'll have a bit of a, a bit of betting success this season. Um, right, we're almost out of time on the Baggies broadcast. It's going to be another busy week. Uh, we've got Cardiff on Wednesday, as we said. Um, Lewis will be singing along to Yellow and, and all their mother, <laughs> Viva La Vida and all their mother songs on Wednesday. But but we'll be at, um, we'll be at the Hall. You know the tunes. And I know a couple. I know the big ones. I know the big ones. Um, and then Hull on Saturday. It's going to be a tough week, isn't it, Lewis? Cardiff have had a good start. Steve Morrison's turned things around at Cardiff. They had a yeah. lot of incomings in the summer. And Hull are second. They're um, they're unbeaten this season. So I've gone from a side who didn't really do a lot last last um, in the last campaign. So you know, it, it, on even though Albion haven't won yet, it's a tough start on paper, isn't it? Really. Thinking yeah, I it. mean, like you look at a week of Cardiff and Hull at home, don't you? When the fixtures are out or before the season, and think well, Albion need to be looking at four points bare minimum there, don't they? You know, ideally two wins, but you're right, both have made decent starts. You know, Hull have had this takeover, haven't they? An influx of quality players that come along with that. So, you know, might be looking at doing something this season. Um, Steve Morrison, someone I know know of, having having covered him um, at Shrewsbury for a brief spell, started really well in management and seems to have, um, seems to have done a, you know, not turn them around, but done a bit, tran- transformed their sort of style and, and everything. Got a couple of good players in. We mentioned Sawyers. Yeah, another good start. I mean, yeah, we, we talk about how the start is on paper and the hard fixtures they've had, and then these two, what would have been seen as winnable home games, come up, and we're thinking all of a sudden Cardiff and Hull look a bit tasty, don't they? It's, yeah. I don't know if this is what the championship does to you type thing, but we'll see. I mean, for, for where Albion want to be, what they want to be doing this season, they need to be winning these, don't they? Um, you know, I think it goes without saying. And obviously, you know, on the back of good performances, but two draws and, and a defeat in the league. So, obviously, want to be chalking up the wins and not letting the winless start to the season in the league sort of extend any further. Yeah, it's a funny old league. We've seen a bit of everything in the first few weeks um, for Albion. Frustration, optimism, disappointment. That's just life as a, as a West Brom fan. But I think most of us can see, as me and Lewis have explained today, Albion are not too far away. It's going to be a big week, potentially a striker. We've got two games. And as they say, a week is a long time in football. Hopefully we'll be talking about six points at the end of it. Thank you very much for listening to today's Baggy Broadcast. Baggy fans, have a great week and we will see you next time. <laughs>